Welcome to the No Plan B podcast. My name is Rene Weimann. With me, as always, my co-host, Joe Asbury, and our guest of today's episode is Shor Adenikan, sitting right now in Coburg. Joe, please give us an intro. Take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, when you talk about the big dude with the NBA body, the dude that will slap your shit to half court, buddy. Don't come in there weak. Don't come in there weak when Big Shore is underneath the basket. What's happening, brother? How you doing? Good, man. Good, good. I appreciate, appreciate you guys having me on the, on, the, on the podcast. No problem, bro. We, hey, man, we're happy to have you as our guest, bro. So uh, let's get into it, man. How, how did this... Uh, Wonderful pro basketball journey starting. Uh, before we get started, let me say this, man. Congratulations, bro. Congratulations because uh, we get into it a little bit later. But I also, mm -hmm. uh, back in the days when I was a pro, man, I had a really uh, a horrible injury, man. I, I went up for a yeah. jump and basically my hand exploded. And, you know, the doctor told me that I wouldn't be able to play again, wouldn't be able to use my hand again. And, and I fought back, man. I fought back and I came back. So, mm -hmm. And I know that you fought back, too, through a lot of things, man. And I'm really proud of you, bro. So first and foremost, shout out to that and congratulations on that, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Real talk. So let's get into yeah. it, man. So how, how did your uh, how did the, the pro basketball dream begin? Where did this big journey start? Boy, um, so... Before I got into basketball, I was a football player, uh, soccer, as you would say, in, in, in the States. I was playing soccer um, pretty much my whole youth uh, school time. And um, around about uh, 15, I realized I was like, like head of tall. Like, I was like six, six at the time. And uh, I played basketball. I played basketball here and there. My family members would be like, uh, like, why are, you, why are you not playing basketball? Look how, look, look, look how big you are. Look at your size and everything. And yeah. Um, so around 15, 16, I, um, I started to play a little bit more. And then uh, I had an injury. I was doing, um, I was doing high jump for uh, my school and track and field. And um, I must have, I must have, I think I, I tore my, I ruptured my, my patella tendon. And then that was pretty much, that was pretty much it for like, um, my playing, playing sports. And then I got to, I finished secondary school and then I got to, um, my A level, which is like college, um, time. And, um, I started to play a little bit more again to pick up the, pick up basketball a little bit more again. And then, Friends of mine was still telling me like, okay, now you like you really need to like take it more seriously. Um, and then I was lucky because I went to a college where um, the Great Britain assistant coach uh, he had like a, an academy, and he had seen me. Um, he had seen me like just warming up, and I was like. I was like dunking and like I was doing athletical stuff. Yeah. And uh and he was like like before the game even started, he came up to me, he was like, uh, what's your name? I told him and uh he was like, Yeah, how tall are you? Like, how long have you been playing basketball for? Then that's how the conversation started between me and him. And then this is before the game even started, and then he was like, uh, yeah, like he gave me his um his uh contact details. And um, yeah, the game we played, we played the game, whatever. 
I was really raw. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't had no skill. I, all I could do was jump. And I was like yeah. six, eight. And then um, after the game, I was talking to some of the guys and they were like telling me, oh, like, you know, they were, they were, they were pretty much recruiting me. And um, I just, I remember going home and telling my parents, like I was, I was hella excited. I was like, uh, it's like, I had, like I had a new life to me. And I was telling my parents like, yo, the, the Great Britain coach uh, approached me today and um, he's telling me I have, a, I have a big potential, like I can make it in basketball. And, uh, and my parents, they were like, they were really happy for me. Like they, they, were, um, they, were, they were also excited when I told them the news and um, they were like, if this is, if this is something you want to do, then, then go ahead and you have, you have our support. And from that day on, so like 15, 16, I took it. I, I ran with it, and um, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a late stage to to, to start playing basketball, like seriously in, in a in a serious um, uh, environment. And um, yeah, man, I was just lucky to to even to even like take it to where I got to. And from then on, I went to uh, I went to some try some tryouts for like national league teams and uh another coach uh his name is sam stiller um he he had a, a connection with a junior college coach uh who's also from who's also from uh, manchester in the north of england and he was he was telling him like oh i have i have a guy here he's six eight he's athletic uh he has a lot of potential uh, to, 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 to play in the States. And um, yeah, he, he, he got in contact with him. And uh, the, the coach from junior college, uh, his name is Chris Haslam. He was uh, contacting me after that and telling me like, uh, that he would like to have me on a scholarship to play in junior college in Colorado. And um, he, he had seen some highlight tapes from myself and uh, yeah, the interest, the interest picked up and picked up. And when I tell you, he was calling my house, my, my house phone at the time. Like, every, <laughs> he was <laughs> like every day, like nonstop, yeah. sometimes, sometimes twice a day. And uh, he would talk to me, he would talk to my parents, he would talk to like my brothers, like, yo, we, we want you to come, we want you to come, we want you to come. He was really persistent. And then at that point, I was like, okay, so I'm going to take this thing to the next step and go, uh, go to America. And uh, he was like, this, this, this happened for like a whole year, like everyday conversations, like what, what, we, what, like what he could provide me, where I'm going to be staying, what I'm going to be doing when I get there, how we're going to practice, um, the opportunities that can come after this. And um, yeah, the next summer, I was there. I went to a junior college in Colorado, Lamar Community College, um, like three hours from Denver. This was like in, like in the middle of nowhere. Nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, focused on basketball, homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was strictly, strictly basketball. And um, I was there for um, two years. Two years junior college, and then um, 
Yeah, you went then, then like when you're in junior college, you, you, they have these like camps and uh, I forgot what it's, what it's called. Uh, Jamboree, I think it's called. Yeah. Sure. And um, yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, the head coach from Seattle, uh, Cameron Dollar. Uh, and uh, the assistant coach, Darren Talley, they, they saw me at the Jamboree and uh, yeah, they was interested in me and myself and my, and my potential and uh you know, you know how it is in the States, like when you're in college, like they love big guys that can run, jump, block shots, finish up the rim yeah. strong. And yeah, so, so when I was in junior college, I, I developed all these things. Like I, de- I developed my game into, a, I was lifting. I went, before I got to the States, I was like two, like 210, maybe yeah. if that. And then by the time I finished uh, junior college, I, I gained like 20 pounds. They put me on a, on a diet. They put me on a weight on a weight diet. They put me on uh, hella like hella food. Um, yeah. I, I remember I remember eating pancakes every day. Like going to um, like uh, family houses. They'll they'll take it to family houses and get like, good home cooked meals. I remember eating uh, um, like Thanksgiving meals, but I was eating yeah. like, re- like regularly, like, like, <laughs> <For> um, <sure. laughs> your, your cornbreads, your, your sweet potato pies. And yeah, that was my, that was my diet the, the whole time I was in, in junior college. And then when I got, when I got to Seattle, I took to another step and um, yeah, man, that was the, that was the beginning of my, of my playing, of my playing days in, in, in America and, yeah, at least that leads me brings me to, to to today. Four, five years, six years now later, playing professionally in um, Sweden, Slovakia, and now in Germany. And I remember talking to you uh, about I think it was two thousand and fifteen. I had just finished. I just graduated from uh, college, and you was like. Uh, you hit me up and it was talking about like, oh, I'm a, you have an agency and right, um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And uh, you had a, yeah, you had a, um, you had a, you, there's opportunities to play in Germany. They would, they would like you out there and, sure. and yeah, for, funny enough, uh, a couple of years later, I ended up in Germany and then we started to communicate more, even more then. So yeah, man, hey, that's yeah. such a beautiful journey, man. And yeah, let me put yeah. that out there for the listeners because oh yeah, I was recruiting Big Shore hard, man. I wanted him for for Max Sports to jump on our team and jump on our agency. And, and let me yeah. put this out there for the for the listeners, man. The beautiful thing is, you know, back in the days when I'll never forget when I was playing in the uh, NBA summer league in San Francisco, and there was a scout there, and he came up to me. And he said, hey, man, Asbury, you know something? He said, you're really a high flyer, man. You got NBA athletic ability, but you're too skinny. You don't have, you don't have the NBA body. And it always stuck in my head when he said that, NBA body. So when I was recruiting, I was going through all these different – because I always recruit West Coast guys anyway. So when I first okay. saw your footage, as soon as I saw you, I said, oh, my God, this dude got the NBA body. He blocking shots. <laughs> you know how much I love dunks. He was just dunking on right. everybody. So yeah, yeah, I was stalking him too, ladies and gentlemen. I was stalking <laughs> short too. <laughs> I was on yeah. the radar, yeah. I, I was on the radar. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, let, let me let Renee jump in there because you said something okay. that was really interesting that you uh, that you used to high jump, and uh, Renee actually trains yeah. uh, track and field athletes now. So I know he's got some great questions for you. Jump on in there. Homie. Okay. 
Yeah, before, before we get into that high jump part, first of all, I wanted to ask you, um, because it just came to my mind during your story. Uh, first of all, you, you said you came into basketball pretty late, but you have yeah. had a very sports-oriented background before because you played football right. or soccer, how American guys say, uh, and probably a lot of other things. You just, you just have been the kid that was outside playing around, yeah. trying a lot of different things. Um, right. Would you say it was beneficial to your whole development as an athlete? And uh, because nowadays you see so many uh, sports-specific training uh, facilities for pro sports, they start to to push those ch kids, children, like at the age of 10 or 12 here here in Germany with 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 football, with soccer, especially like they put right. these kids into these facilities with 10 or 12 or 14 years, and they just do football all the time all the time every day and yeah. a lot of them they drop out because of injury yeah. because of a very um like they they only move in, in this way they they do not experience movement and they tend to have a lot more injuries mm. to say it was beneficial for you to probably oh, yeah. had that type of overall athletic experience before you got into a yeah. specific environment right right yeah 100 percent, 100 percent um as a child, I remember my parents always took me to, um, as, a, as a little child, like around six, seven years old, they always took me to, to go swimming. Um, that was my first experience of actually doing any kind of sports. I was swimming, swimming, and I loved it. I loved swimming. Um, and then after that, <clears throat> um, so I, was, I, was, I, was good, so I was good at swimming, so I won many awards. And um, uh, I think that's, that actually started my competitive uh, drive um, because I, I love to win. I love to win when I was comp when I was competing, and, and and whenever I didn't win, I was uh, I was upset. So um, swimming was my, my was my first like passion, and then after that, I started to do some tennis. My my father always took me to go tennis, and um, and also um, I was interested in uh, um, track and field. So like all these like uh, sports, I think they they give you um, coordination and like um, like hand-eye coordination and, and and a different kind of fitness and and um, it, I feel like it works your mind in a different kind of way, which which can can prepare you for other sports as not not just basketball, also football. Like, and this is the thing. I have a son now, and this is the thing. Like, I'm gonna um, definitely. Um, have him, you know, do as a, as a, like when he's growing up, not just focus on just one sport and have him like do um, outdoor, uh, maybe like, um, uh, I heard like, I've, I've, I've done some research and I heard like um, gymnastics is actually also good for uh, kids like coordination and footwork and um, flexibility and these are these are things that um, people shouldn't take for for granted, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thankful for my I'm thankful for my parents for investing their time and, and taking me to these to these uh, these sports events and, and etc. Because that's uh, that also plays a big part. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think I think I think kids just should have fun. And what I heard, also heard is like trampoline yeah. trampoline a sport should be yeah, great yeah. for for very, for young kids. And there's there's just so much you can do and they should just experience exactly. those things and not just pulled into something. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, you said, you said, um, you said you also did track and field. Like what was your main, 
main uh, I event, did. But what did you enjoy like sprinting or jumping yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, sp uh sprints uh was my thing um what was your best 100 meter time uh i want to say i can't remember i can't remember exactly i want to say like 12 seconds okay at the which age is of which is 16. Uh, i was like 16 15 16 around that time yeah it's quite, quite uh, yeah yeah i was i was one of the best in my school one of the best one of the best in my school and then, yeah i think track and field also helps a lot with you know like if you can uh sprint if you if you're a really good sprinter i think this also like Uh, when you know when you're running the floor as a as a basketball player, it helps like the the, the quick uh, twitch in your muscles and yeah. you know being able to like sprint the floor, get back, uh, slide on defense, and you know these these things also help with, uh, yeah. with basketball. And as yeah. Joe said, as Joe said, I, I train a few track and field athletes. Some of them are on a okay. quite quite good level, like some of them some of the best in Germany here. And uh, what I what I also saw is. Um, I always try, especially in winter, we, we do not do the indoor season because in winter I want to give them some other um, experiences. We, even with those who are at an age where you would professionally train probably 10 months or 11 months a year where you only you train your hurdles or your high jump technique and those things, I tell them, let's, let's not do that. Let's not walk that way. Let's just um, take the winter for building some other athletic performance to build speed to build okay. strength to have fun to play some games to play basketball to play football yeah all those things because like yeah. whenever whenever like i remember some years ago um, with one girl uh, who's a really good high and triple jumper now here in germany she was she also went to um to taekwondo to i think to soccer mm. to, and to some other sports when she was young mm. and every coach just wanted to have her because she was she was able to do anything And then okay. it was somehow not so good to send her everywhere because she would just be pulled apart by everyone. And I just said, I, I made my own training system, which is very versatile, very much uh, movement-based, a lot of different things all time. So they get the best of everything in yeah. one. Mm. And um, yeah, so far we have had uh, great athletes coming out of that system. And um, see. The, like, the whole thing is um, developing every year. And, It will be really very, very interesting how that looks like in a couple of years. Probably yeah, we'll have yeah. first athletes who go to um, international championships or Olympic Games. Like I'm very confident and it's, it's cool because uh, yeah, and, yeah. and this is the thing. And that's why I was talking about this all the time. Um, I'm, I'm a very big believer in uh, teaching youth athletes a variety of movements instead of focusing on sport yeah. specific movement too early. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a great that's a great direction, and I I agree with that, hundred percent. And that's 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 something I want to instill in my in my children also. Like um, not just to focus on just one specific sport. You need to, uh, you need to focus on like um, being diverse in in your movements, yeah. and not just you know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let me let me say this. I mean. Uh, a lot of times I don't like to talk about injuries because, you know, knock on wood, mm. it's like the, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, in, in my playing days, all, all my guys, are, everyone, we love the sport and we know that there's always that risk of injury. But um, I really want to motivate the young people out that are out there because, you know, it's just a risk and it's also a part of sports. And uh, mm. you have, we don't have to, let's not get specifically into your injury, but I want to talk about um, 
the mindset because I, I can imagine how you felt knowing that, you know, when you first got hurt, you're sitting there and you're watching your team. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on any teammate, but it's just like, I know how you play the game with passion. You don't take plays off. You know, you love, you can dunk on people. You love, you can block shots and rebound, grab the ball, go coast to coast. And when you're sitting there injured, and you can't do these things. And and not hate, like I said, let me back up. Not hating on teammates, but it's just yeah. that when you see teammates or not doing what you can do, let's talk about that mindset about how much yeah. that really mentally really hurts you mentally that you can't yeah. help. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's almost like um almost everything you go through, that's like the the toughest part. It's like the the mental aspect of um of coming back from an injury like um it's the the rehab and everything is so it's like daunting it's like uh it's, it can get really boring it can get repetitive and um mentally staying um on course especially in an achilles an achilles um uh an achilles tear is like that's probably one of the worst injuries you can have as a basketball player uh, it's like your wheels <laughs> And um, yeah, so I, I, the injury was last last November, and it's been like ten months, nine ten months until I could really like fully practice uh, after the surgery. So um, it's, it was a long, it was a long ten months, very long. And um, yeah, mentally, um, okay, because of the Corona situation. It wasn't so tough, you know, because I only, okay, after the injury, um, well, until I could start walking again, that's when I went back to, the, to watch the game. So it was like two or three months after that. And then the corona situation happened and then everything was just locked, uh, locked off. So yeah. I was pretty much, I was pretty much in my, in my, in my, like in my crib. Um, and then going to rehab every day and uh, the birth of my son. Uh, I had I had my son in uh, in January, the end of January. So it wasn't. It was. It could have been. It could have been worse. It, it could have been a worse situation. And sure. um, yeah, I just uh, I'm just grateful for you know the the, the support I had with my with my girl, and my family, and yeah, man. Um, the rehab uh, every day. You know, you have to. You just have to you have to see like the the light at the end of the tunnel and um yeah the the the, the drive and your why like you have to know your why like why did you uh why did you decide to to stop playing the game and you know um keep yourself motivated to sure. to you know to to keep the, to keep going to the rehab and um yeah that's that's the mental that's, that's the mental the challenge yeah the mental challenges you have to face that's beautiful, man. Well, welcome back, bro. Glad to have you back. You know, I love your game. You know, the, I love the way you dunk on people. And uh, let's talk about the gymnastics because I know your son. I, I can see the future. A lot of people don't know that about Big Slim. I can see the future. So I can see your son being about 6'10", 260 pounds, ripped on the power <laughs> horse doing gymnastics, turning these, you know what I mean, getting that gold medal. How <laughs> does fatherhood feel for you, bro? It's amazing, man. So it's a, it's a, it's a big blessing. Like I said, like I ha he was born like during my, um, during my recovery stage. So I got to spend so much time with him, like and watch him just grow. And uh, he's like, in, he's about to be eleven months this month. And um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, it was a, it was an amazing feeling, you know. Um, and uh, he's a, he's already bigger than uh, kids that are double his age. He's already oh bigger than them. He's already he's already walking. He's already I, I, I you know I have to get in the basketball room. I got in the basketball room. He's already slamming it inside, putting the ball inside. Oh, it's Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, bro. yeah. We trying to. It's uh, out, man. Right, right now he's with a, he's with the grandparents, and they nice. they doing they doing a great job with him. They uh they're really doing a great job with like they they playing they they they're into music, so they you know they got him on, on the piano. He's working his hands, you know. I got him to work nice. his fingers, get his uh, fingers and everything right, and then nice, uh, bro. When, when he can start running, that's when that's when Daddy gonna take him on the wing and start, you know. We're gonna, yeah, we're, gonna, sure. we're gonna start. We're gonna start the big stuff. Exactly, bro. And like I say, you know, that's why. Uh, you know, basically during the pandemic, I told Renee that I was gonna clean up my diet. The last lockdown, I didn't eat clean, and this lockdown, I'm I'm eating completely clean. I'm veggie man because me and your son actually have a verbal agreement that in ten years I'm gonna be his agent. So you know, so that's why I had to clean up my diet. You know what I'm saying? Jump in there, Renee. Jump in there, bro. <laughs> that's awesome, Joe. It's great. Um, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's cool if, if when, uh, like, is he, was he born this year or, or last year? In January? He was born, he was born this, this January, yeah. What's his birthday? Uh, 22nd of January. 22nd. Wow. My birthday is 21st. <laughs> that's what wow. I was, oh, because wow. he just said 11 months. <laughs> that's, wow. that's interesting. That's cool. Um, just, just as a side note. Um, yeah, as we already said, like um, kids should explore movement and they should go through all of that. And yeah, um, how is the situation right now? Uh, you in Coburg Pro B, right? Um, is the league is still uh, is still yeah, going yeah. on? From what I know, it's it's because I think from first Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. From first region, Regio, first Regionalliga, everything mm. down there is a pause now because of lockdown. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. BBL yeah. Pro A Pro B is still running. They're still, um, yeah, we're still exactly. playing, yeah. Like, how's the situation? Yeah, yeah. Probably a lot of people are interested. Um, what are the restrictions? Like, what or what do you have to do? Do you get tested more often than others? What, like, what's the whole regiment right now around practice? Uh, I guess you still practice uh, almost every day, I, I, I believe. Um, yeah. Like, explain the situation. It's very interesting for the listeners. Um, so, so right now, I'm, I'm actually not... Um, I'm not actually not. I'm actually not officially on the roster, um, oh. because of the because of the Corona situation and, and me coming back. I didn't sign my contract, um, my official license contract. I haven't signed it yet because of the Corona situation. Um, I, I need to do uh, the testing and everything first, but um, I can do like individual training and stuff, and uh, and use the weight room. But yeah, I'm still waiting on the. Um, on the full-time contract, but from what I'm understanding is, um, so the players have to get tested uh, every week and um, we have to stay in like um, our own little bubble, like the NBA. And um, yeah, the players like have a restriction. You can't, you know, meet in large numbers and uh, try and stay social distancing. And when we, when we enter the gym, we have to wear the mask and everything. And um and yeah, uh, when we uh, when we travel, we can't travel with the fans, and no no fans can come to the game. And um, yeah, the restrictions are pretty are pretty tough and, and pretty and really strict. 
Um, and now they've now they've done a second lockdown now, so we can't use uh, public facilities for the gym. So, but we have a gym in our in our um, in our training uh, our training facility, so we have to use that right now until everything's open again. And um, yeah, that's 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 the, that's the that's the that's what it is right now. Yeah. Yeah, tough times for sure, but it's gonna be all good, man. And uh, yeah, sh shout out to your Nigerian brothers, man, because I just uh, I got a young Nigerian who I helped. He was playing for me here in, in Berlin, and he was averaging like you know thirty points a game, athletic, running, blocking shots, dunking. And so I yeah. told him, I said, "Hey, man, now it's time to it's time to step your game up." And uh, I helped him uh, go to play in the NBBL. So now he got a shot at uh, he went to Braunschweig, and he's just gonna keep working and. I see a bright future for him. And of course his dream is to, you know, to get paid to do what he loves to do. So yeah, man. So like when he sees this, this is gonna motivate him. You know what I mean? I think I think I know you're talking about your bros. I think I know you're talking about. Is that um is that rupee? Is that rupee? Yeah, yeah, Ru no, Ruby's one of them. There's there's four of them. Okay. All four okay. of them went to the same team. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. My okay. guy's name, my guy's name is Dami, but Ruby's one of them too. Yeah, Ruby's a baller. Okay. They, they, they can ball, bro. Yeah, and all yeah, four yeah. of them, they all they all went to the same team, so they got the Nigerian connection, bro. Okay, it's beautiful. Okay, Shout okay. out to Coach, Coach Nico. Coach Nico knows what he's doing over there, man. He's like, I got to plug into the Nigerian connection, and they're all ballers. <laughs> got a great team. Whoa. Yeah, man. Good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential in Germany and and with the and how the how the um like the first league team and how they have the farmer teams uh, how the program is set up is is really is, is really interesting and uh, yeah I see I see a lot of talent coming up for sure yeah. nice. a lot of talent anything, coming up anything you want to add to that Ray no it's it's great um, and I also think like Germany in basketball and and in general has a lot of potential to to develop. For, for developing for sure. good athletes and everything. And um, for yeah, sure. it was great talking to you. Um, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us here today, to spread your message and your story. Um, it, it, I think it was very insightful and we, we spoke about like, it was great to talk about this whole um, youth development thing and it might, um, it might just give some, some you know, there are so, so many kids that are frustrated when they're probably in, at the age of 14, 15, they still haven't found their way into sports and they're struggling with, yeah. with, with mentally yeah. these things. And it's, it's like, it's not too late when you think of sports and you can make so many decisions. And how I always love to tell my, my, my kids that I train, um, even if you don't make it to the absolute professional level, if it was your desire, I, I would still say um, you set your goals for yourself this doesn't have to be something like Olympics or NBA or whatever. If you, if you reach your own goals, sport teaches you a very valuable lesson that with a lot of yes. work and dedication, you can just reach your goals and this will help you everywhere in life, no matter what exactly. you're doing in your 20s, All 30s. Aspects. And uh, yeah, it was great that we like, I think this is the first stage to just recognize um, kids should move around, they should have fun and then they will, they will, they will find their way and it will be, everything will be good in the end. Yeah. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Hey, we so, appreciate Joe, anything you, from you? Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Sure. Appreciate you, bro. And, um, you know, as you well know, I'm a natural born hustler. I'm always recruiting. So, you know, good luck with down in the future. And uh, hopefully everything works out with, with you in Coburg. 
And if it doesn't work out, then I'm also recruiting you and your son as a package deal. And we're going to get you a job. It's not a problem. Bro. Yeah. Trust, trust, trust me on this one. <laughs> Thanks for coming Appreciate on, that, bro. Joe.